Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. Let me let me tell you, you know, all I know to do is just teach people how I got there, and if you want to get there, well, then you can get there. I mean, if somebody wants to go to Oklahoma City, I can tell you how I got there. I've been there, and it's up to you if you want to go. Well, you can. <laughs> if you don't, why well, just don't go? But I'll tell you how I learned. I, I, I didn't know these things any more than you did. We never, we weren't taught these things. But I began to learn those things on the bed of sickness forty some odd years ago. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagen. Today we continue the series "How You Can Know the Will of God" by Kenneth E. Hagen. Stay tuned as we listen to this powerful, timeless teaching. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagen's classic message. Here is a statement in Acts, the thirteenth chapter, will help us further in receiving guidance from God. Paul had this perception. We'll call it a witness. But here in Acts 13, 1 and 2, Now there were in the church that was at Antioch certain prophets and teachers. And it goes on to list the names of five men. Among them was Barnabas and Saul. Now verse 2, As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I have called them. Now here the Holy Ghost said something. Let's just say a little bit about this and come back to it later. Notice under what conditions that the Holy Spirit said something as they ministered to the Lord and fasted. I wonder sometimes if we would do more ministering to the Lord and fasting if he wouldn't say more to us. This is the kind of atmosphere where the Holy Ghost can speak to us. We need to minister more to the Lord. You ever notice so many of our service, we don't minister to the Lord, we minister to one another. Not to the Lord, they minister to the Lord. Now, how he spoke, it doesn't say. It could have been that one of the prophets spoke out what the Spirit of God said. But for him to do so, the Spirit would have had to say it to him. When the Holy Spirit speaks, it'll be a little more authoritative than the inward witness, and it's more authoritative than what we call the inward voice. Now, I'm going to talk about this inward voice next. When he speaks to it, you're, speaks, you're not hearing it with your physical ear, though to you it's just as real as though he spoke physically. In fact, I've looked around and said, who said that? People around me said, I never heard anything. Sometime I've said to people, did you hear that? Going along in the car. And they look at me and said, no, I didn't hear anything. But you see, I'd heard with my physical ears the authoritative voice of the Spirit of God speaking. Now, let me repeat it. The inward witness is the most common way the Holy Ghost leads us. Now, number two, the inward voice. Sometimes the inward witness and the inward voice are, are related. The Holy Ghost leads us through what is known as the inward voice. Now, when I say inward voice, I'm not talking about the Holy Spirit speaking as we just read here when the Holy Ghost said something. That's more of an authoritative voice. Sometimes we call that inward voice a still, small voice. Really, much of the time, it's the voice of our own spirit speaking to us, our conscience. But you see, that voice is the voice of our spirit, but that voice is passing on to our minds what our spirits have picked up from the Spirit of God that's in us. 
Now, uh, let, me, let me tell you, you know, uh, I, all I know to do is just teach people how I got there. And if you want to get there, well, then you can get there. I mean, if somebody wants to go to Oklahoma City, I can tell you how I got there. I've been there. And it's up to you. If you want to go, well, you can. <laughs> if you don't, why well, just don't go. But I'll tell you how I learned. I, I, I didn't know these things any more than you did. Or, or we'd never, we weren't taught these things. But I began to learn those things on the bed of sickness 40 some odd years ago. Now, for instance, I can remember the first time, and, and I, did, I, I knew it was God, all right. Yet it wasn't an authoritative voice. It was just an inward, still, small voice. We say in our hearts, I don't mean this physical heart, in our, our spirits, the heart, the center of our being. And I knew it was the Lord. You see, Jesus said, when the spirits come, he'll not speak of himself. Whatever he hears, that shall he speak. Whatever he hears Jesus say, he'll speak it. Well, he may speak it where you actually hear it with your spirit, or he just may speak it to your spirit. You didn't hear it, but then the voice of your own spirit, which is that still small voice, or your inward voice, or your conscience, will speak that to you. Now, I, I know I was born again. I was, I, I was in church all my life. I can't remember the first time I went to church. Just as far as I know, I've been going to church all my life. I can't remember, see, because my folks went to church. And, and I was brought up in the Southern Baptist Church. I can't remember the first time I prayed. It's just as far as I can remember, I prayed all my life. I was taught to pray. Then not only that, but before I reached the age of accountability and sin, my spirit was in tune and in contact with God. All children's spirits are. Now wait a minute, this is clear something up as far as. I heard some ignoramus. And I don't know, I don't mean to be unkind, but I have strong feelings about these things because they're so misleading. Some ignoramus preaching on the radio. He said the children of all unsaved people are lost and going to hell. Even little babies. And if the rapture takes place, the little babies and the little children, you see, those you haven't reached the age of accountability, they, they'll not go in the rapture. Yes, they will. <laughs> I'll prove it to you. Got your Bibles there? Can you read? <laughs> All right, open your Bibles here to Romans. To the seventh, eight chapters. Look at verse 9 of the seventh chapter of Romans. For I was alive. You're not talking about physically alive, you're talking about spiritually alive. Without the law once. But when the commandment came, sin revived and I died. He's not talking about physical death, he's talking about spiritual death. Paul said, now let's go back and show you something here. The spirit comes from God, for God is spirit. He didn't put an unregenerate spirit into a baby. Are you listening to it? That's part that's like God. He put a part of himself in there. And that baby, every baby, it don't matter if, it don't matter if it's a heathen in Africa. Until they reach an age of accountability where they know right from wrong, their spirit is alive to God. He said, I was alive without the law once. But when the commandment came, when the commandment came, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not defraud, you, if so on and so forth. Sin revived because of the fallen nature of man in his spirit, in his body. Sin revived and I died. That's reading need to be born again. Are you listening? Yes. 
Now, wait a minute. Here's something else that'll solve something for you that'll help you immeasurably. And here's something you've never seen. I was just as guilty of it as you were. And I've got some teaching along this line I've never given. You hear us say, I've said it. Well, I never have said it since 1952. I haven't said it in 25 years. I'll learn better. Come and get saved and get born again. Get your name written down in heaven. Only people whose name's written down in heaven and born again is going to heaven. Well, now wait a minute. If that's not so, then no babies, even if they're babies of, or, or little children of saved people or preacher's kids. And if they died, they didn't go to heaven because they hadn't been born again. You don't get your name written in heaven because you're born again. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? Go through your Bible and search that out. I did in 1952. It astounded me. I had to quit saying some things I was saying. Nothing said in the Bible when your name's written down. It talks about your name being blotted out, not written down. You get up there to the white throne judgment and the books were open and this isn't Christians. Death and hell, spiritual death and hell gave up the dead which were in them. And the books were open. And another book was open, which is the book of life. And everyone whose name was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone. These are sinners that they're looking in the book of life. See if their name's in there. What in the world are they looking in there for? Because you see, every God could have made this world and peopled it instantly, populated with people. But he planned a family. And he gave man the privilege of bringing his family into existence. He planned everybody to be in his family. And every time they're born, he puts their name down in his book. Are you listening? If I had time, I can go give you some more scripture and it'll just, you know, prove all that. But if you know your Bible, you know it so anyhow. You see, that's the reason Paul said, my spirit's alive unto God. It was alive unto God. Sin, the commandment came, sin revived and I died. Now listen to me. Listen carefully. Oh, this is more script than I know. Remember what Moses said? About this brought their name, brought my name out of your book if you're going to brought them out. I know children of unsaved parents. Never took those children a day in their life to Sunday school to church. Never prayed prayer with those children. These children had to reach the age of accountability. I'm thinking a little child now just nine years old. Somebody said to this little child whose parents didn't take them to Sunday school church. Never read the Bible to them. Never prayed with them. He's going to do something. Said on Monday we'll do so and so. This little nine year old child said no we won't. I won't. Why? God said I'm going to be up there with Jesus. How'd that little child know that? And he was. When Monday came he was up there with Jesus. He didn't go with them on the little outing that was going on. His parents weren't Christians. He didn't know anything about church. He didn't know anything well about the Bible. I don't suppose... They never read the Bible in the home. They never had family prayer. They never even prayed at the table and asked the blessing on it. And yet that little nine-year-old boy said, I'll be up there with Jesus. Somebody came along and then said, well, he can't be. He said, you know, he'd never been converted, never been baptized in water, and he didn't belong to our church. <laughs> but he said he would, and he was. How did he know his spirit was alive to God? That's the reason he knew. I said his spirit was alive to God. That's the reason he knew. I was preaching a certain place, preaching a convention for the Foursquare folks, Denver, several years ago. I got off on some of these things, and, and a young lady, a young, young minister lady came. She said, Brother Hagin, I want to talk to you. So at the cafeteria time we were eating, we, we talked there with the district 
supervisor of the Foursquare Church and so on. And she, she said, I'm beginning to see something. She said, you know, my husband was killed just 29 years old in an airplane accident. I said, yes, I, I knew about that. Heard about it at least. She said, see, we got out of LIFE Bibles College there in California. See, and then we went to a town where they didn't have a full gospel church of any kind and built a new work. Had a good work going. Just, 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 just did a phenomenal job, really. Good ministers. Both of them were, were ministers. And his roommate in college, you see, before they, they married by the time they got out of college. Now they've got two little children, little boy, five, little girl. Little girl, three. Actually, the boy's between four and five. He's not five yet. The girl's approximately three. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Call now to get this month's special offer. Two CDs, How You Can Know the Will of God by Kenneth E. Hagan, plus the single CD and mini book, Where Do We Go From Here by Ken Hagan. These three items together are just $19.95. Don't delay. Call today. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagan Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagan. Well, January enrollment for Raymond Bible Training College is underway. Yeah. So if you're interested in learning more about the Word of God or just interested in growing with God, yes, yes, our yes. Phil call to the ministry, hey, it's time to enroll in Raymond Bible Training College. Yeah, just go to, to rbtc.org. That's what I was fixing to say. During this holiday season, we invite you to come see the Rama Christmas Lights. Over two million lights illuminate the Rama campus in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, nightly through January 1st. For more info, go to ramabiblechurch.com slash Christmas. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we continue with the teaching by Kenneth E. Hagan, How You Can Know the Will of God. Thanks for listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.